Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to episode 43 of the Brilliant Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, and I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, and always the legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, the NFL draft is upon us, coming at us live tomorrow, Thursday, April 29th at 8 Eastern, I think. Not that I work for the NFL would know that. Uh, we've just been deep into the mock drafts uh, this past couple of weeks and are very excited for the Jets and Eagles and everyone else to sign on some new players. So tonight, for you folks, we will do... NFL alternating mock draft. Um, Aaron and I will alternate picks, shit on teams that we think are making the wrong pick, have some fun, enjoy it. We'll do that for the first 15 picks. I think after the first 15, it can get kind of boring and tedious because no one really cares what the Ravens, Saints, Chiefs, et cetera, are going to do in the draft. Uh, but Aaron, how are you, my friend? Um, I'm roaring. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the NFL draft to, to get underway. And, uh, you know, it should be an exciting, exciting draft with all the QBs coming off the board uh, this year in particular. Yeah, Aaron's very excited to find the uh, Jalen Hurts replacement in the seventh round um, <laughs> because the Eagles are a quarterback factory. So uh, I look forward to that as well. Exactly that. Exactly that. Before we before we get going, which side of the building is Howie Roseman um, doing the draft from tonight? Is he doing it from Lurie's office or is he doing it from where he was exiled um, back a couple years ago when Chip Kelly came in, came into the organization? I think, uh, you know, this might be a controversial statement, but uh, I think Howie Roseman will probably be sitting on uh, Jeffrey Lurie's lap for the entire oh. NFL draft, you know. Hey, <laughs> we've heard crazier things come out of the organization these past few months, I'll say that. If I, <laughs> if I was a sponsor, if I was a brand looking to get my company in front of NFL audiences, I would sponsor that exiled slash statistics part of the building just for fun. I don't know if the Eagles would allow that, but uh, hey, I think that's like money, like free money. So, uh, Philly, if you're looking for some money after a pandemic, free idea. There you go. Anything goes, man. Anything goes with them. All right. Let's get into it. And now for today's topics. Enough funny business. Enough beating around the bush. Enough wavering. Aaron and I will present to you the official 2021 Brutiana Sports mock draft. Of course, only the top 15 picks. The other you know, 17, 15 plus 17, 32 math guy. Uh, you can fill in the blanks yourselves, listeners. Um, so Aaron, I'm going to go ahead and give you the esteemed honor of selecting number one overall only because I want to select number two for the jets, even though we, we already know who it will be. Uh, I can't do the order, what it's going to look like in my head when we get to the number 12 pick. 
and for the Eagles. But if it happens to be me, I will then defer to you to do two in a row if that works for you, my friend. Um, I love it, dude. I love it. I'm all about it. All right. Without further ado, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, you're on the clock. Um, yeah, I don't think this is going to take much time, if any. Um, you know, maybe they make one phone call to, to Trevor Lawrence to kind of tell him, you know, obviously we're going to select you here in a, in a minute or two, and, and that'll really be it. I mean, I think that's pretty much a shoe in uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, the uh, quarterback from Clemson, um, you know, obviously heavily coveted and, uh, you know, hell of a college career. So that's uh, I think that's going to be an automatic lock at number one. Interesting. Interesting. Some people say his hair uh, will hold him back to the next level. What do you say to that? Um, I'm, I'm on that, uh, I'm on that way of thinking. I'm on that mindset. So, you know, uh, just like Kyrie thinks the earth's flat. I think Trevor Lawrence's hair might uh, hold him back at the next level. Yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting uh, for when the head, head and shoulders commercial with him, Patrick Mahomes and Troy Palomalu comes out. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness. Uh, yeah. This is, I think the only, like, I don't know slam dunk pick besides maybe like Najee Harris's Steelers for, for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, you know, the draft, it'll start at number three. Um, we can get into number two here in a second, but a guy uh, that has been probably projected to be number one pick since he turned like 15. Uh, so couldn't be an easier pick probably in the history of, of the NFL draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's an automatic as I am, I am rooting for Trevor Lawrence. I'm not rooting for Urban Meyer, so I'm kind of split there on on the Jaguars. But uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a, a new new era there in Jacksonville. And uh, you know, the only question I have is: is he going to compete for the job year year one? I, I still believe Gordon Minshew is still there, so um, that, uh, that I'm kind of interested about. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would think he would start, but you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Urban Meyer has up his sleeve, you know. I just, I just don't at this point. I don't, I don't. In Urban Meyer's mind, he probably doesn't even think Gardner Minshew exists. Oh, uh, but yeah, hey, maybe, maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll have a quarterback competition. Who knows? Yeah, I, I just, you know, it's always interesting. These new coaches, like, are they gonna, are they gonna let him ride the bench at least for a little bit? Um, I don't know. I, I just, I, if I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I'm not 100% sure on what their offensive line looks like, but I would not want to throw that guy into the fire and absolutely get his head torn off. So for that reason, I might set him. But other than that, obviously he's a stud. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I see your point. Um, I see your point. It, yeah, getting to number two here, uh, New York Jets. Um, we alluded to this last show. Uh, the Jets will be picking Zach Wilson out of BYU, also a quarterback, uh, the second uh, guy in line here for the run of quarterbacks that will most likely happen within the draft. I think only one other time we've seen quarterbacks go one, two, three. Uh, I think it's all but guaranteed with at the 49ers we talked about a couple weeks ago. Moving up to the number three pick uh, from that 12 slot, we'll be drafting a quarterback as well. But Zach Wilson, uh, BYU, highest drafted quarterback ever in BYU history. Um, interesting pick here. I, I, you know, there's a lot of conversations surrounding him versus Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. I don't think Mac Jones is in this conversation um, for for a multitude of reasons, um, but a lot of people think Trey Lance and Justin Fields ha- have more upside. Um, but there are some people who feel that Zach Wilson is probably more prepared to start right away. I have no idea what they're basing that off of, considering this guy played like high school teams last year, essentially. Um, but again, you know, in terms of arm talent, natural throwing ability, athleticism, 
I think he's right up there with probably the best quarterbacks in the league. I, I, I'm not saying that lightly. This guy can legitimately make any throw. Looks like he's Derek Jeter out there roaming shortstop um, with the way he's able to contort his body. Sidearm throws, deep balls, intermediate, um, on the run, whatever the case may be. I was thinking about this the other day, Aaron. He might be like a Sam Darnold on steroids. He might be just a more athletic Sam Darnold. Uh, not to say that Sam Darnold was overly athletic, but he could get out and throw on the run whenever uh, you really needed him to. Not that, you know, we, we had guys open. That's a different issue. Uh, but, hey, I, I think Zach Wilson will have the tools to play in that, you know, Mike Shanahan form of, of the offense, that West Coast offense, if you will. Um, so yeah, I, you know, this is the pick I'm, I'm happy with it for now. I, 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 I can't say I, I I'm pessimistic about it, um, because that's no way to look at a franchise. So I'm gonna put all my weight, all my fandom behind Zach Wilson, as I did with Sam Darnold and we'll see how she turns out. Yeah, I think, I think that's another pretty much shoe in, um, you know, if they went a different direction, I'd be shocked at this point. So, um, according to ESPN, basically they, they locked in on Wilson in late March. Um, obviously they moved Darnold you know, around that time period as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely excited for you, for you and, and for the organization. We'll, we'll see what happens going forward. I, I'm kind of just 50, 50 on the kid. I, I don't, I definitely don't, I like him more than Darnold coming out. That's for sure. I, I just think he's yeah. more upside than Sam Darnold. I was never, I never will be a Sam Darnold guy, but uh, you know, I, I definitely root for Zach Wilson, especially just coming from a small school. I, that's a lot of pressure playing in the, in the limelight of New York. So, um, you know, good for him. That that's I would say pretty much a shoe, and if, if I'm a betting man, I, I'll take that bet that that the Jets go that direction. Um, 49ers, uh, yeah, you know, obviously the, the trade up. Uh, you know, the way I'm looking at this one is is almost a shoe in for Mac Jones. I think um, you know I I I don't know uh, the only other person that that I can think of is is maybe Justin Fields at three but I just I don't think that's gonna happen I don't think they go Trey Lance here I just I don't I don't just don't see that happening so I think they'll they'll go Mac Jones um I don't think I've never been a Jimmy G supporter I've never thought he was like the savior by any means uh a guy that's just about as injured as as anybody that as soon as he steps on the field he stubs his toe uh so you know, I think they need, they're they in a position where they, they build a pretty good team. Uh, they might be a quarterback away from obviously, you know, winning that division, that type of thing, just because you don't know the health of Jimmy G. So uh, an increasingly difficult division now with, uh, you know, the other teams getting heavily bolstered. Um, so I think that's that's the right move to get a quarterback. Uh, they traded up. Obviously, they, they saw something in someone. So they wanted to be aggressive and get that, that number three pick. Justin Fields a pig. Yeah, I, I cannot for the life of me understand why Mac Jones has ever been rumored to be in this spot. I know there's all this talk floating around there that Kyle Shanahan has always liked the Kirk Cousins types. He's always liked the Jimmy Garoppolo types. He's always liked the Mac Jones pocket passer, um, accurate deep ball, all that good stuff. But to be honest, if you know Jimmy G gets hurt every five seconds, um, I really don't think Mac Jones has the athleticism to maneuver the pocket to get out of harm's way. I mean, they have Trent Williams, for Christ's sake, as their left tackle, and Jimmy G still gets hurt every five seconds. Um, <laughs> so to me, I think, you know, Trey, Trey Lance is probably more of a developmental project. But, um, again, Kyle Shanahan has, has been known uh, and has shown, uh, frankly, that he can do a lot with, with not much at the quarterback position. Um, 
that was a roast of Kirk Cousins. But to be honest, oh. I, you know, I, I think Justin Fields. If I was if I was making this selection, I would I would for sure choose Justin Fields. I think Fields and um, Wilson are probably going to be tied together at the hip probably for the next ten years of their career, similar to you know Baker, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, um, and and Jackson are. Um, so I'm hoping the Jets kind of fall on the right side of history, obviously. Um, but if we're, you know, taking stock of history, not every quarterback in this class, not all five of those, you know, bona fide top 15 picks are going to work out. So I'm just hoping that the Jets get the right guy. Um, but moving on to number four with our Atlanta Falcons, um, former Kyle Shanahan um, quarterback, Matt Ryan, um, was rumored to be on the hot seat here, but I don't think they're going to go quarterback. I think we'll leave the quarterbacks one, two, three. I don't think we'll, we'll go quarterback here. I do think um, we'll go Kyle Pitts, Florida tight end. Uh, a couple people were saying that if they had to bet on one player to become a Hall of Famer, they would bet on Kyle Pitts. Uh, I really haven't seen tape of this guy too much. Um, I don't think he – you know, had an outstanding year at Florida, but I just think that um, where the NFL is going with blocking, receiving, um, mobile, um, really a guy that is a Swiss Army knife at the tight end position. You could even split him out in the slot, put him out wide if you needed to um, from things I've read. Um, they just restructured Matt Ryan's contract. Um, so I think he's kind of safe there for, for the time being. But him with Kyle Pitts, if they keep Julio um, with Ridley, um, I think they have Hayden Hurst as well um, to go with that running back crew. I do think that could be potentially lethal. Uh, Matt Ryan is getting up there, you know, age 35, but you've seen guys like Brady, Rogers, Breeze um, kind of play into their late thirties. Um, so I think for now uh, at picking number four, they might have lost out on the, on the high caliber QB carousel. Um, so if they go with a guy like Kyle Pitts, they probably can squeeze a few more good years out of our friend, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you one question. If, if you're the Atlanta Falcons and you're sitting there at four and Justin Fields is still on the, on the board, would you take him or would you just, would you go with Kyle Pitts there? I'm taking, I'm taking him. Uh, if they go, if, if the 49ers go Jones or if they go Lance, I, I would take Fields. I, I think he, I, I would even have a conversation. I mean, there's always, there's been conversations between Lawrence and, and Fields. Um, not, not to say that there has been internally in my brain, um, but I think, you know, playing, playing big games at Ohio state, um, doing what he did this past year, even, even two years ago, um, he was a, a touchdown away from getting past Clemson, I believe in the college football playoff, which would have been two years in a row. Um, so he, he has the toughness, obviously got knocked out of, of that Clemson game earlier this year and, and came back the next week and put up a pretty good fight against Alabama. I mean, they just couldn't stop a nosebleed on defense, um, to be honest with you, but I, I would probably take fields there for sure. Yeah, I think for whatever reason, I mean, obviously people talk a, a whole lot right before the draft about, you know, draft stock going up, down and, and everything else like that. But, you know, I think I think obviously if Justin Fields is falling like past five or six in this draft, like somebody's going to at least potentially have a steal on their hands. I'm, I'm not a big Ohio State quarterback fan uh, just from, you know, who's been in the league. And I kind of look at track records there, but. I, I do obviously admit the kid has a, a giant upside and I think, you know, he's definitely being slept on if, if Mac Jones goes three and then, you know, he doesn't go till, you know, maybe pick, um, you know, nine, 10, something like that, even, um, right. you know, I think, I think that's definitely an opportunity for somebody to, to jump on that. But, you know, anyways, not, not going off on a tangent too, too far. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at number five. I, I'm really split on this one. I, I think, 
what they should do is draft Oregon offensive tackle. And I'm going to butcher this name. Pene. Pene. Pene, like the pasta. Uh, so yeah. well. Oh boy. Um, you know, I, that's who I think they should pick. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow was absolutely getting the shit kicked out of him all last season. <laughs> um, you know, this is, a, uh, you know, an opportunity to at least sure up one offensive line position. Um, I, you know, that's what I would do if I'm the Bengals. It's not the flashy or the or the sexy pick. I remember when uh, the Jets picked offensive linemen, uh, what was that, two years ago now, yeah. um, in the first round. And, and, and I know you, you stressed to me how important that was. And, and you know, I, I definitely value the offensive line. I value the defensive line. So if I'm the Bengals, that's where I go. But uh, a lot of mock drafts have them picking Jamari Jamar Chase, obviously, uh, them losing AJ Green is is a pretty big hit to the uh, to the receiving core. Um, you know, this is a former LSU teammate with Burrow, so they have that connection. But if you can't protect Joe Burrow, what you know, giving him all the weapons in the world isn't gonna isn't gonna do too too much uh, for his career. So I would draft the offensive lineman, um, but that's just me. I love the pick. Um, the Bengals debuted their new uniforms last week and Joe Burrow was part of the promotional video. Um, and he was sitting in like a throne surrounded by his teammates, but his knee was exposed and he had like a six to eight inch line down the top of his knee, stretching to the bottom of his knee. It was just a massive scar. Um, so if that doesn't exemplify why the Bengals should draft an offensive lineman here, I don't know what does Jamar chase would certainly be fun. With Burrow, but at the end of the day, like you said, I think you have to protect the quarterback. So I love the pick. Um, moving on to six here, uh, you just mentioned Jamar Chase. Um, we got our top, we got our guy to attack of Iloa. Not our guy, probably our enemy at this point. Down in <laughs> Miami, um, he needs some help. He needs a lot of help. Um, I think they're set an offensive lineman. I don't know if I would take other another offensive lineman probably this early. Um, but our guy too, it needs all the help he can get thought about Devonte Smith here, reunited him with his Alabama teammate. Um, but I'm going to choose Jamar chase. Uh, this guy sat out this past season. Um, but before that he was the Bolitnikoff award winner, um, which goes to the best wide receiver in college football and then sat out a year. So I, I think that people are forgetting how good this guy is uh, built like a Mack truck. Um, you see guys like Jalen Waddle or Devonte Smith, we're very skinny, lanky, look like the Slim Reaper. Uh, Jamar Chase is an absolute house, sinking around like the wind. Uh, I'm very nervous that this guy is going to tear up the AFC East and the Jets for the next 15 years, but uh, this is this is the pick nonetheless. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I think, obviously, uh, I mean, I watched some Dolphins football last season. It seemed like Tua had at least a, a good amount of time to throw the ball. So, um, you know, just basing off that that quick – analysis of, of the Dolphins um, just get him an, another weapon and, and see what he can do if, if he can't I don't know I, I I'm still I don't think they're completely sold on Tua I, they say they are but I just don't I don't think they are uh, internally so we'll see but uh, yeah getting them a, re, a receiver none, nonetheless uh, partner with Mike uh, Gazeki down there uh, definitely can't hurt so I'm with you there um, all right, then we go on to, to pick number seven, the, you know, the Super Bowl favorite Detroit Lions, as always. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they have, I mean, this, the mock draft has them taking the uh, Penne Sewell, uh, the guy from Oregon who, who really should go to the Bengals. But, yep. um, you know, I, I don't, at this point, I mean, the Lions probably have so many, so many holes to fill. 
that, um, you know, picking offensive linemen wouldn't be a, a bad idea if, if that's where that guy falls to. But, um, you know, you got Jared Goff coming in, um, not high on that guy at all. But nevertheless, um, you know, if they go offensive linemen, you know, that can't hurt. But I, I think, you know, the, the Panthers are, are the next team up and they're supposed to take a corner. I, I saw the, the Lions a couple of times I watched them last year absolutely get shredded on defense. Uh, <laughs> by deep ball. So, you know, maybe they want to consider that. Um, but, uh, you know, they have an offensive line going there. So we'll see, I, I, you know, these, these later picks, I'm not, not as certain on, but, um, you know, if I'm the lions, I'm going, I'm going cornerback. Which cornerback you take it. I I'd probably take the, I'd probably take Caleb Farley, uh, from Virginia tech. He, he seems to be the real deal. He's, he's a little bit bigger. Um, Six two, so I, that's who I would take at that pick, um, just based off what I saw last year. Yeah, no, great player. Um, has some in, injury concerns, uh, right. but but I think um, if it wasn't for those injury concerns, he'd probably would go in the top five. To be honest with you, um, seven, seven's interesting. The Lions, that you know, um, you just mentioned Jared Goff. I would probably consider a quarterback there, but I think they might hold off for, for a little bit, maybe ride with Goff at least for next year. Um, but, yeah, great pick nonetheless, Caleb Farley, um, number seven. Number eight, uh, Carolina Panthers um, obviously just traded for my guy, Sam Darnold. Um, I don't think that puts them out of the realm of possibility for a quarterback. Um, on actual draft night, if – if the 49ers um, go with Lance or Mac Jones, I could absolutely see them taking Justin Fields. Uh, since Justin Fields is off the board in our mock draft, I will go ahead um, and have them select a corner as well. I'm going to go Patrick Sertan the second out of Alabama. Um, his father played in the NFL as well, coming from a long line of, of athletes and has some pretty good pedigree. Um, Obviously, probably you're not that tested um, at, at Alabama when you have, you know, future Hall of Famers surrounding you on your defense. But um, this guy stood up the test of time and has done pretty well over his past two or three years there as well. And I think the the Panthers probably, you know, I, I could see them going offense here, maybe offensive line. But as the board shakes out, um, they could be in line here to get the number two defensive player in the entire draft. So uh, to me, you know, they went seven picks on defense last year and I think they bolstered again here with uh with Patrick Sertan who certainly uh will turn out to be a great player yeah no I, I think the fact you bring up the injury concern that would always be something I, I'd be you know at least moderately concerned about drafting somebody in the first round but um you know we've seen guys that they were you know had devastating injuries before and then play in the NFL and have a good career. So it's really a roll of the dice. Any of these guys can get injured year one, year two, year three. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it can go anyway. And, uh, yeah, he seems to be a very good college player. Hopefully that translates to the next level. Um, going down to number nine, Denver Broncos. Um, I think they do go quarterback here. I think they go Trey Lance. Um, I, I love I, it. I'm not a big – you know, coming in, I, I thought Drew Locke would be – uh, I wouldn't get to say a lock, no pun intended, but, uh, you know, I, I thought he'd be a little bit better than he was at least last season. Uh, 57% completion percentage for Drew Locke in last season, 16 touchdowns, 15 picks. Not not anything to write home about there. Um, a Denver team that, that's I honestly don't think is that bad. They're just um, – they're a little bit rough at this point. They're 
Um, they just don't have, you know, the right people in the right positions, uh, you know, consistently around that team. So uh, Trey Lance, uh, quarterback, North Dakota State, uh, same school as, as obviously Carson Wentz went to there. Um, small school, again, I mean, you're picking a guy that, you know, didn't play the biggest games. Um, so once again, I mean, in, in this mock draft, they don't, they don't even have Justin Fields in the top 10. Uh, if Justin Fields is at number nine, I'm I'm definitely going Justin Fields for for the Broncos, but um, you know maybe they see something in Trey Lance that I don't. Uh, obviously, uh, a kid that's had success, um, but you know I don't know if I trust him at the next level. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, that that's four quarterbacks in the top ten. I think that's absolutely how it's going to turn out um, tomorrow night. I could see I could see five going in the top ten too if if the Panthers out for one if um, another if the Lions out for one I I could see um, you know the the Broncos getting stuck with um, you know Mac Jones or Trey Lance or or maybe the last of of that of that crop there makes me a little nervous um, that the rest of of the teams I think until the Patriots pick really don't need a quarterback um, I think you'd probably see a couple of trades. Um, going up or down, depending on if a couple of these quarterbacks shake out of the top 10. But, um, and you mentioned Fields, no matter where he shakes out, I don't think he'll make it out of the top 10. I know uh, someone from NBC Sports had a mock to number 32 at the Buccaneers. I think that guy should absolutely be fired from his job. I don't think, I don't think this guy shakes out of the top 10. Um, I don't think Trey Lance does either. The only one I could see shaking out of the top 10 um, would be, would be Mac Jones. So I love that pick there. Um, getting to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think they've, they have screaming needs on defense, um, to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm toying back and forth with taking offensive linemen. Uh, their defense is absolutely atrocious. Dak Prescott put up video game numbers out of the gate before he got hurt last year, but um, they were getting scored on um, in droves. They would, they would get like 50 hung on, hung on them kind of every week. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go defense here. I'm going to go Micah Parsons um, from Penn State, Aaron's boy. Um, had a couple of character concerns, um, had a couple of, of ego concerns, according to some of the scouts, according to some of the draft analysts out there. But at this point in the draft, that value um, just can't be overlooked. Um, and I know an offensive lineman, you know, probably might be the way to go if you're looking to protect Dak. But I think they have a solid crew in place. And, and if you're going to take an offensive lineman, maybe in the second or third round and provide depth, um, you can certainly address those needs there. So, for the Cowboys to beef up this defense, I'm going to go ahead and take Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Yeah, I, I like the pick there. Um, I don't like it for Micah Parsons just because then I kind of have to root against him a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll root for him individually, you know. But uh, Sean Lee just retired like a day or two ago. So, yep. obviously, uh, you know, taking a hit at the linebacker position. So, that would kind of – you swap one Penn State player for another, that, that kind of makes sense there. Uh, obviously, Michael Parsons a, a really talented and versatile uh, player on the defensive side of the ball. So, I like the pick. I, I think that kid's going to be at least a solid NFL player at worst. So, um, yeah. yeah, I like that pick there. Aaron, let me uh, – before you before you go on to the Giants here, let me, let me recap the top ten for the listeners here. Uh, we had Lawrence number one, Wilson number two, Fields number three, Four was Pitts, uh, five Penne Sewell, six Jamar Chase, seven Caleb Farley, eight Patrick Sertan, the second, nine Trey Lance, ten Micah Parsons. Uh, Aaron's going to go ahead and give the Giants pick, and the Eagles are obviously picking at 12. Uh, so he will give two in a row here, and then I'll come back to you all at 13 um, before we 
then wrap up with with 14 and 15 but folks we will we will certainly keep track of how we do uh tomorrow night uh when the draft comes and we will certainly update you next week but aaron why don't you take it away here with the new york giants at 11 yeah um to, to really uh get in the meat of the nfc east here we got dallas 10 giants 11 and then eagles obviously the trade traded pick for 12 so uh, Giants at 11. Uh, I think they go Jalen Waddle from Alabama, wide receiver. Um, they had the 31st ranked offense last year. Um, Saquon Barkley's coming back, but um, you know I don't know if he's going to be 100% Saquon Barkley week one. I, I would be kind of shocked. Um, you know th- this is going to help Daniel Jones. Obviously, they added Kenny Galloway in the in the off season. Um, Waddle uh, averaged 44 point. 44 and a half yards per catch, excuse me, and uh, 17 touchdown grabs while at, at Alabama. So um, I think that would make sense for them. I don't know how long they, they hang on to Daniel Jones. I, I actually don't mind the kid. I think he can he can play a little bit. I think he's obviously better than Mitchell Trubisky has been. Uh, so for for being a, a Duke quarterback coming out, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, been not a bad player so far in the NFL. And I think, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, another one of those speed guys, another guy who can return punts, uh, just a versatile player. And and most of the time, these Alabama players turn out to be at least solid at the next level. So uh, I think they go wide receiver there. Yeah. Phenomenal pick. That's, that's shaping up to be a lethal Mm -hmm. offense. If uh, Danny Dimes can turn out to, to live up to that number six pick, you mentioned Saquon. Uh, If he's fully healthy, I'd I'd look out. Um, Waddle, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, um, Sterling Shepard, uh, the tight end there who is escaping me. He was a pro bowler last year, even though he kind of stinks. Evan Ingram, uh, <laughs> that that is shaping up to be a lethal offense. I mean, I, I think they, they probably should get some offensive line depth in rounds two and three. Uh, but Waddle out of the slot, split him out wide. He's basically a gadget guy. Uh, some people are calling him the next Tyree Kill. So if you're looking, if you're Dave Gettleman, you're sitting there with with that pick on your card, I think you have to be happy. Uh, their defense is certainly in a great spot, so I don't think you need to address the defense, at least early on here. Uh, but Jalen Waddle is certainly a great pick, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That that offense is starting to scare me a little bit, and, and their defense down the stretch played pretty well. So, um, you know, the Giants aren't that far away from being, from being a good team at all. Um, I just – I don't know, Daniel – I don't know if I'm sold on Daniel Jones being like an absolute stud, but the guy can definitely at least play. And, and I would say he's a little bit better than a game manager at this point. But um, yeah, we move on to 12 uh, Philadelphia Eagles pick through Miami because, uh, you know, through San Francisco. So it's obviously uh, a lot of complications there to get to where they're at. They move back in the draft. Um, they go Patrick Sertain, quarterback from uh, Alabama. I do like that pick. Um, so, we need sorry, somebody. He, uh, oh wait, are you picking Sertan or, or you said the mock draft picked Sertan? Yeah, I'm gonna say the the mock drafted. I, I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm so confused on this pick though. I'll be honest with you. So go ahead with with what you were. I was just say I, I I have him going eight. I had him eight in our draft going to uh, the Panthers. I, I I can certainly see them go corner, but I'll, I'll turn it over to you. You know, you know their beat. You know their needs better than anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I think. You know, obviously, if he's there, you know, you, you could be spot on. But if he does fall to number 12, I think the Eagles should should draft him. Um, you know, there, there's so many needs. I mean, I I would be all about getting an offensive lineman as well. Um, definitely would, would 
not mind them picking an offensive lineman, uh, preferably like a right guard. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't mind if they go corner here. Uh, obviously the kid, 2020 uh, SEC defensive player of the year. Um, and obviously he would slot in right uh, opposite of Darius Slay, who, you know, was, was pretty good last year. Not amazing, but uh, he can get the job done. So um, yeah, that that's, the mock draft. I, I'm just, I don't even want to speculate what they're going to do because this team blows my mind every year with the draft basically. So um, if he's there, I hope they pick him. If not, then I, you know, for all I know, they could go get, you know, Trey Lance. That it wouldn't surprise me at all. So um, yeah, that's where I sit with uh, pick number 12. <laughs> hey, this is, this is a mock draft. I need, I need a pick here. I'll, I'll, I'll say, uh, cause I, I think Sertan will still be there at 12, but um, let me get, let me give you, come, come back to that one. I'll give you, I'll give you a different name. <laughs> Cause I just don't know. I just don't, I really don't. We're skipping 12. Oh. We're skipping 12. Oh, We're going on 13. Aaron, Aaron is in shambles. <laughs> just like the entire Philadelphia's war room is every <laughs> single draft. I love it. <laughs> Uh, turmoil in Philly every year. Uh, 13 Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert had a fantastic rookie season. Very tempted to take Devontae Smith here. Uh, give him some, some much, not much needed, but to give him a running mate um, to Keenan Allen. I think that would be a formidable duo out there. Um, then you kind of have Mike Williams on the outside as well. I, I will go with, I will go with an offensive lineman here. I think Burrow needs to be protected at all costs. Um, they did just bring in the defensive coordinator from the Rams to be their head coach. So I could certainly see them taking a defensive player in this draft. I just think at this point in Justin Herbert's stage in his career, uh, still, still near the infancy stage of, of his NFL career at this point, I'm going to go and select Rashawn Slater offensive tackle uh, out of Northwestern. Um, widely regarded as the number two tackle in this draft. Uh, some folks even have him graded ahead of, Penesu, I don't, I don't see that personally, but this guy could play right tackle. He can play left tackle. Uh, the Chargers themselves just got Corey Lindsley, who's a center um, from uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, so they are, they are full on beefing up their offensive line. I think they do it again here. Um, get some, get some much needed protection uh, for Justin Herbert. And, and frankly, this team is going to be quite scary uh, this year if I had to make a record prediction this early. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that that team's definitely on the rise. Um, definitely doing doing the right thing. Uh, Herbert is an absolute stud. I, I've been on the bandwagon since like week three or four. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're moving in the right direction. And uh, you know, I wish them luck because that's that's one franchise that's kind of like dying to to really be uh, relevant. All right, number fourteen, Aaron, Minnesota Vikings. Who do we got picking there? Uh. Oh shoot! Did uh, I thought the Bears got that 14th pick from the from the oh mock trade? All right, sorry. I'm looking at all these there's a million <laughs> mock trades. Yeah, hey, I, I wouldn't hate the Bears so, trading up there for sure. I think okay, so I'll I'll, I'll do my I'll do my version, and then you you give your uh, your two cents there. Um, if if indeed the you know this is extremely mock, so I, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna roll with this one. But if the Bears trade up to, to pick 14, I think there's no way in hell that they don't pick Justin Fields if he's still there. So with all that being said, I, I say Justin Fields, if the Bears are at pick 14, obviously they, they need a quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles just can't get it done out there. Uh, Andy Dalton is an absolute dumpster. I don't care what anybody has to say. 
uh, Justin Fields, pick number 14, if he's there. And obviously, if, if the Bears have that pick. Yeah, I, we, we can do a Bears trade up. I like that. Um, Justin Fields, if he's there, yes, would certainly be the pick. In, in the spirit of, of this mock draft, would you like to would you like to usurp the Patriots and give uh, Mac Jones to Chicago? Uh, as long as as long as the Patriots don't get Justin Fields, I mean, I think even if Mac Jones goes to New England, I'm still kind of terrified though, just because Belichick. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, that's that's my. Pr- I just don't want the Patriots to, to get either Fields or Jones. If they get Trey Lance, I'm not. I wouldn't be like absolute. You know, I wouldn't be devastated. I just don't know how much I believe in Trey Lance. Uh, but that was a long shot in itself. I don't know if he even falls out of the, out of the top ten. I, you know, these core these these picks are just going to be kind of sporadic. I think with the quarterback. So if if they all they could all go in the first, you know, 10 picks or, you know, one of these guys, for whatever reason, I just keep hearing that Justin Fields, you know, drafts, draft stock just is falling like a rock for whatever reason. Um, but I, I just, I don't, I don't see the Patriots getting a quarterback unless they trade up, but I, I could be, I could be wrong. All right. I like that. We'll, we'll give for the spirit of this mock, we had Lawrence Wilson Fields and Lance all go in the top 10. We will give Chicago Mac Jones. I agree. I, I'd be pretty scared if the Patriots got Lance or Fields. I don't think I'd be that upset if they got Mac Jones. I, I mean, obviously, I'd, lo- I'd love for them to get shut out and for all the quarterbacks to go before they pick, um, especially if they have to trade up and give up some other capital. Uh, you know, he, he's he's a pocket passer. Mac Jones is. He's not going to really get out on the run. But again, uh, Bill Belichick can can you know make magic out of nothing. So. For the purpose of this mock, we'll, we'll have the Bears trading up with the Vikings, taking Mac Jones, and shutting out the Patriots. For number 15 overall, the last pick before we circle back and, and fill in 12 there for the Eagles, uh, we'll have him taking Devontae Smith. Um, I think the Patriots need a lot of wide receiver help. They obviously just signed um, Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers. They signed the guy from the Raiders and the Eagles. What uh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the guy, some with an N. Aaron, help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, you said the Eagles couldn't couldn't catch up. Uh, oh, uh, Aguilar, yeah, Aguilar, Nelson yeah. Aguilar. They just they just signed both of those guys. They have Nikhil Harry. Um, they have Gunnar Olszewski, who plays in the slot. Julian Edelman just retired. I think they need some help to go along with those two di- two tight ends they signed as well. Um, so I'm gonna give him Devonte Smith. That's that's pretty scary to be honest with you. Well, I think at 15, um, no matter how how you shake it, a good player is gonna fall to them. Uh, not really a position they're used to, to drafting in, um, to be honest with you. But um, I, I do think they'll get a they'll get a decent player if they decide to stick at fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that would be addressing one of their concerns. Obviously, uh, just a team with not much of a, an offense there. So I'm I'm with you there. Um, to 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 come back to to the Eagles. I mean, I, I still. You know, from what everything I read and everything I've like kept up with in the last you know month, month and a half, they for what you know they they're valuing the corner position in this draft. So, uh, you know, maybe they go J C Horn from South I Carolina. Like, I like that. Um, you know, pretty good player overall. Um, you know, played a a reasonably decent school, obviously as well. So I, I don't hate the pick there. Um, you know, either one of those cornerbacks, I, I'd be okay with. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, but um, there, there's just so many needs. That's why I'm not real comfortable on, on the pick. 
obviously they moved back. So they're, they're not like, you know, coveting somebody heavily in, in the top 10, I would say. So I think they, they definitely probably go cornerback here, but I don't want to say anything's a showing with that team. So, um, you know, maybe they go JC Horn from uh, South Carolina. Hey, the Eagles laid three picks, still get their guy. I love that pick. His father, Joe Horn, played in the NFL for a long time. I think he probably is the best corner in this draft uh, after Sertan. So if you put Horn with Slay next year, I think you're looking at something special. Aaron, like you said, a lot of needs for Philly, but at this point they're taking best player available um, and really securing the corner spot for the next few years here if, if uh, both those guys stay healthy in Horn and Slay. But I certainly love the pick. Um, and that, that certainly rounds out our draft, folks. Just to recap, Lawrence, one, Wilson, two, Fields, three, Pitts, four, five, Penny Sewell, six, Jamar Chase, seven, Caleb Farley, eight, Patrick Sertan, nine, Trey Lance, 10, Micah Parsons, 11 to the Giants, Waddle, 12, Eagles, Horn, 13, Slater to the Cowboys, Bears trade up to number 14, get Mac Jones, and lastly, number 15 to the New England Patriots, they take Devontae Smith. Uh, so, folks, we will certainly um, keep track with our picks uh, tomorrow night when the draft goes live. Um, I'm pretty confident with our first probably six to seven after that. Uh, it really depends on the quarterbacks and which teams want to trade up because all it takes, folks, is one trade to, to kind of throw a wrench in our mock draft here. But that's the beauty of, of the mock draft. It truly is a mock, and no one knows what's going to happen. But, folks, appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week for a full draft recap. Um, Aaron and I will give grades again on the Eagles draft, on the Jets draft, um, on teams as a whole. We'll recap, give you everything draft-related, in addition to some other key sports topics happening throughout the world. But, Aaron, why don't you take us home? Yeah, super excited to get this draft going. Uh, For whatever reason, it seems like I'm waiting forever this year for it. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a a lot of – teams trade um you know tomorrow and the following days for picks I, I just feel like that first round is so wide open uh with players so um yeah definitely excited and uh we'll, we'll give you our feedback uh you know whenever this uh whenever it wraps up and, and we'll come at you next week